Welcome to Out of the Blue, a monthly production of Middle Tennessee State University to keep you informed about the MTSU community. Coming up on this edition of Out of the Blue from Middle Tennessee State University, we preview the upcoming edition of MTSU Magazine, our university's premier print publication that's mailed to more than 110,000 of our alumni and supporters. We meet the new chair of the MTSU Department of Art and Design and learn about all of the exciting and dynamic opportunities they offer through the College of Liberal Arts. And we have a conversation with the head coaches of MTSU's men's and women's tennis teams as they prepare for their upcoming seasons. I'm Andrew Ottman, and this is Out of the Blue. MTSU Magazine is the premier print publication of our university. It is home to perhaps our most in-depth examples of storytelling. It's printed twice a year in January and July, and it is mailed to our more than 110,000 alumni and supporters. It is also a labor of love for our university's senior editor, Drew Rubel, who joins us today on Out of the Blue. Thanks for having me. Welcome. So we got a brand new issue hitting mailboxes really soon, right? We do. The January 2019 edition of MTSU Magazine will be reaching those 110,000 alumni and supporters soon. And uh, Around the end of January, kind of the 1st of February. Around the end of January, 1st of February, and then again around the end of July, 1st of August. Mm -hmm. uh, we've been producing this magazine in this form for about eight years, and uh, we hope we've entertained and delighted and informed our alumni uh, and friends audience with all these great stories about MTSU. The thing that I really love most about it is that there's something surprising in every edition. I mean, the what you've tried to break us out of is that what I would call stereotypical alumni magazine story. It doesn't mean that we don't have features that you would find traditionally like baby raiders and class notes and things like that, but you're always trying to surprise the readers and say, hey, I didn't know that about our university, and that's really cool. How do you go about finding those things? Well, I appreciate you saying that. That is the highest compliment I can get. When I talk to someone who pays a lot of attention to MTSU, even works at MTSU, that will tell me you know, something in the magazine that they found to be, they didn't know about. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's what we're, we're, we're trying to Again, be the chief storytellers for the university. So, for instance, the cover of this upcoming edition of the magazine. Good segue. Is, uh, uh, hold it up. Hold it up. Take <laughs> hold a up. zoom in on that. Uh, this article uh, is a profile of a, a connection, a partnership between uh, the university and the ubiquitous Frist family. The Frist family, meaning former Senate Majority Leader William Frist, Bill Frist, mm -hmm. and his wife, Tracy. You know, as Senate Majority Leader, Mr. Frist was the, arguably the third most powerful man in the world. He's a member of the Frist family that's behind the HSA hospital chain, one of the wealthier families in the state of Tennessee. And he and his wife own a property in Williamson County that has tremendous archeological relevance mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. in terms of what ancient Middle Tennessee was like. Nashville's kind of known as a crossroads in the modern day and age. We've got a lot uh, of highways crisscrossing. It's a, it's a center for trade. It's a vibrant economic area. We're also kind of known for our population density. Anybody that lives within 60 miles of Nashville knows, uh, deals with the traffic and congestion in the population. In reality, relatively speaking, 12,000 years ago, it was similar in Middle Tennessee. Um, locations like this, the first property in Williamson County, uh, a place called Old Town, which people may be familiar, a little bit familiar with that name, Old Town, have heard about it and not fully understand what it is. Old Town was one of many cities that, that sort of dotted the uh, Cumberland River and its tributaries. And these were big time centers of cultural and artistic activity. There were, there were kings and leaders and civilizations there. There was 
tremendous amount of trade, and this was all you know, thousands and thousands of years ago. So this is a property, uh, private property owned by the Friss, and they have partnered with MTSU to really unearth and uncover uh, all that is housed on that property, and they've turned to MTSU, specifically uh, MTSU anthropology professor Kevin Smith. He's actually out there this month doing uh, quite a bit of radar work on the site uh, that we're going to have some answers finally to what uh, some, of the, some of the items that are out there. And I believe the first will be on campus in the coming months to sort of present in a symposium findings of what, they're, what they've uncovered on their property. There are a few other things in the magazine too. Why don't we touch on those really quickly? You've got a profile on Operation Song. Say a little bit about that. Okay, Operation Song is a is a Nashville-based nonprofit. It's a it's a military-based nonprofit that uh, pairs veterans of war, military service, with songwriters, and in a sort of a therapeutic setting, songwriting setting. And what makes this interesting at MTSU? Uh, first of all, that it's happening in Nashville, which is the the cradle of songwriting across the globe. Uh, it's the nexus for songwriting across the globe. So you're pairing military veterans with Nashville songwriters, and then you pair it with MTSU, which has one of the few and one of the best commercial songwriting concentrations in America, a program that's led by a hit Nashville songwriter himself and Odie Blackman. Mm -hmm. So this is really a win-win-win in terms of pairing up the military nonprofit with the Nashville songwriting community, with uh, Nashville student songwriters, MTSU student songwriters, to collaborate on this uh, therapeutic venture. So this is an article that profiles uh, some of the weekends that occurred here on campus, uh, some of the songwriting sessions. We actually reprint quite a few of the lyrics uh, that came out of the songs that were written here, which are very impactful to read and lend themselves to this type of feature writing and storytelling. Uh, we actually, uh, I'm sure many people know by now that we are the proud home of one of the best university-based military centers in the nation. Our m major supporter of the military center at MTSU is one of the great singer, songwriter, performers that's ever lived in Mr. Charlie Daniels. In fact, our military center is called the Charlie and Hazel Daniels Military Center. So uh, I guess you'd call that a win-win-win-win with Charlie <laughs> on board as well. So these are, again, as you'd mentioned, the kind of stories that we're looking for that are more than just the daily news cycle. This is just a, a, a deeper cut and a deeper look at the impact that MTSU has on the local economy, uh, the regional landscape for Tennessee. We could spend the whole episode dissecting the magazine, but I, I, I do want to, before our time gets up, I, I do want to mention two other articles that are in there too. You've got some profiles of some interesting STEM researchers on campus, an article called Taking Flight, about seven researchers who you are, quote, propelling MTSU to new heights, which is just a fantastic look at some of the uh, the work being done by those faculty members, but also you've got an article about Carter Smith in our Criminal Justice Administration, and he's got some intriguing research as well. Why don't you talk about that? Carter Smith is a, is a expert on gangs in the military. In fact, the, the title of his 2017 book is Gangs in the Military. Dr. Smith has, has done extensive research on uh, gang activity within the military and gang activity that, that comes out of the military in sort of an organized fashion. Of course, the research that goes on at MTSU uh, is one of the reasons that, as I said in the beginning, this university has just exploded with relevance uh, over the last many years. And research is a big component of that. A lot of people don't realize how much research is going on at MTSU. So this is an attempt in this edition to profile seven researchers who happen to be female, mm -hmm. uh, who are doing a lot of gee whiz type research here on campus. Uh, everything from media copyright research to, you know, your classic chemistry biology research. So it's an interesting read. It just so happens that these are females in the STEM fields who are really uh, breaking barriers as well. 
you can find this great content online at mtsunews.com, of course. But one of the questions you and I get a lot is, if I'm not getting my mailed copy of MTSU Magazine, and I'm an alumnus of the university, where do I go? Well, a lot of people reach out to me, and that's fine. You're, you're welcome to find my address, uh, my email address in a, in a copy of the magazine, or to email me directly, and I'll take care of that. But uh, really, reaching out to alumni relations here at MTSU is the fastest, most effective way, not only to become a subscriber of the magazine, but to reconnect with the university, reconnect in the life of the university to understand all the activities that are happening on campus and ways that you can get involved again. So we really hope that these magazines are a way that people, more than just to delight the reader or to make them feel good about their university that they attended, that will actually cause them to act and to reconnect with us in a real way. Because as you mentioned, we have 110,000 living alumni. That's a powerful group mm -hmm. uh, that could really move the ball on a lot of issues here at MTSU. That web address for the Alumni Association, mtalumni.com, and they'll step you through. This is a free benefit of uh, registering with the Alumni Association. Drew Rubel, thank you for joining us on thank Out of you. the Blue, and we'll see you on our July episode. I look forward to it. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Out of the Blue. I'm Andrew Oppman. The MTSU Department of Art and Design is a strong community of designers, artists, and art enthusiasts. Leading this department in the College of Liberal Arts is a new chairwoman, Nicole Foran, who joins us today on Out of the Blue for the very first time. Welcome to Out of the Blue. Thank you so much for having me. So walk me through the Department of Art and Design. How would you describe it to a prospective parent or student about the programs you offered and what they would learn being a student in the department? All of our students cover the critical learning skills that are so essential for the workforce now. Um, as we know, the uh, workforce is increasingly moving towards uh, freelance entrepreneurial activities, and we prepare our students to react and to think creatively so that they are able to um, find new avenues for their participation in that workforce. So from the start, they cover foundations of uh, drawing, three-dimensional design, two-dimensional design, and we've recently created a Foundations of Digital Art and Design course mm. so that we're starting to introduce some of these technical skills right from the start of their education. Um, this is going to really help them in preparing things like per portfolios, applying for jobs, and creating um, an impact uh, on the internet. I love how you describe that because I, you know, it, it's not only it sounds like you're focusing on building an artistic community where it can be expressive and creative, but also building a practical side to where they can actually take those skills and find work and apply it in this new kind of side gig environment that we're in, right? Right, um, and so we're finding more and more that employers are looking for um, students and for prospective employees with the skill sets that we're developing. So those include the ability to translate projects visually, but also to interpret um, visual clues. So visual literacy is something that all of our students will um, come away with regardless of the classes that they take. Uh, we have programs that are focused in art history, art education, graphic design, which is our biggest program, um, visual art, and also studio art but mm -hmm. visual literacy is really the thread that kind of ties them all together. We described you as the Department of, of Art and Design, and that was a deliberate merger of those two names, right? Rather than just the art department. 
When I joined MTSU, it was already the art and design. We were just changing the letterhead at that point, so I am not familiar with the previous iteration of the department. However, design is a thread that really runs through the entire department. Um, a majority of our students are graphic design students. It makes sense to acknowledge their contribution and also to connect studio art and graphic design because they are so intermingled. Most of our graphic design students um, really enjoy their studio classes, they're required to take them, so the two degrees uh, are really linked together. You've also had some nice success in the Addies, and I understand that uh, more entries are coming, but, but your, your, your students have fared well in those competitions up in Nashville, right? Absolutely. So the Addies are a national competition that our students participate in yearly. We have been lucky enough to have been extremely successful in past Addies, and I'm very confident that we will show equally well this year. But it really speaks to the success of the program, the diversity of the faculty that are involved, and just the range of experience. A lot of that also is tied into our ability to provide internships and the close connections our faculty maintain with industry professionals in the area. So when you're describing your department, if you're at a customs or one of our uh, admissions events, how do you say, how do you answer the question, why MTSU, why your department? What do you offer that, that you feel is unique and that you're proud of? Well, I try not to get too excited about the facilities and just list equipment all day because I could do that. <laughs> we have amazing studio spaces um, and you can get lost in them. Uh, our, for instance, we have a brand new 3D printing computer lab where we have 13 3D printers, so every student is assigned one. We have new laser engravers. Uh, so I can, again, I can spit off the equipment that we have access to all day, but it's really the people and the faculty's commitment to the students that really um, helps me advocate for our programs and makes me so proud to be part of it. The Todd Art Gallery is obviously in, in the Todd Building where you are, but it falls under your department too. Uh, walk me through that great resource, and I, and I understand you've made some changes recently to make it more accessible to the, to the public. Yeah, absolutely. So the Todd Art Gallery is a professional art gallery that also showcases our studio and graphic design BFA work. We have an additional three gallery spaces within the Todd building that are really designed for students so that they learn how to exhibit work. Um, they can curate and they can kind of control the outcome of the exhibition. In our professional space, um, we have altered our exhibition schedule to tie in workshops for the public. So these are free workshops that we host every Saturday now that we've changed our hours so that the gallery is open Monday through Saturday um, and the community is welcome. Most of the workshops are all ages and we sometimes we have sign-ups in which case we often have waiting lists but it's really indicated to us that we need to make more of an effort to create opportunities to connect which is why we're going to um, be focused focusing on creating and continuing ed programs. I love it that it's open on Saturdays because so many people can't be here during the weekday, so you're really opening it up to a brand new and different audience, and that's wonderful. So tell me about the degrees your department offers. We offer BFA degrees in studio art and graphic design. In addition to that, we have a BS in art education, a BA in art history, and a BS and BA in visual art. Well, fantastic work, fantastic programs. Thanks for joining us on Out of the Blue. Thank you very much. And we'll be right back.
Welcome back to Out of the Blue. I'm Andrew Ottman. One of the pride points of our university's athletics program has been the performance of both our men's and women's tennis teams, both on the courts and in the classrooms. We're proud of these teams for the examples that they set for our true blue community. As they prepare for a new season of play, joining us today are the head coaches, Jimmy Borendame from men's tennis and Teo Bailey Duvall from women's tennis. Welcome to Out of the Blue. Thank you. So talk to me about your first impressions. As you, you just came aboard, right? Just very recently. Yes. From Butler University, correct? Yes. So tell me, tell me about the campus. What do you think of the place? I think it's pretty cool. It's, it's a much bigger campus than where I came from um, at Butler. And, you know, the environment's great. The administration and department's been great so far. Um, and so that's, that's really what, what pulled me here mm -hmm. and, um, and made me really want to be a part of the family here. Well, we're glad to have you here. And Jimmy, of course, I run into you all the time. I'm proud of everything that you've been doing. You know, I think this is the first time we've had you on the show, which is unfortunate because we should have had you to brag about the fact that uh, you've uh, amassed 125 wins in your time with the program, second most in program history, back-to-back -back conference coaches when we were in uh, coach, when we were in the Sun Belt. Tell me what you think, uh, what, what's, what's jazzing you about? We're in February now, so what's coming up for men's tennis? Yeah, you know, right now it's, it's early in the season, but uh, some, some real highlighted matches coming up. Uh, we're playing Vanderbilt coming up. Uh, February 8th and last time we had Vanderbilt come to the Adams Tennis Complex we had approximately 800 people fill the tennis complex so we actually had to have the fire marshal put a put a put a halt on how wow. many people we could have so <laughs> that was really exciting and to have them back you know we're gonna make preparations to, to handle that type of a crowd again and then uh, another CUSA foe in uh, Rice University yeah. on February 18th or 15th excuse me and you've got to start this, your own culture and your own, uh, your era as a coach with this season. What are the things that you're going to try to instill upon this team and what expectations will the crowd have in watching them play? You know, jumping on with uh, Jimmy, you know, um, kind of taking some guidance from him and what he does with his program and his matches. And, you know, going forward uh, with this semester, uh, you know, keeping the girls excited and motivated and for every match to go out there and just kind of give their best so that we can, you know, improve on our year-end ranking from last year. Mm -hmm. You know, after we had the honor of, of playing in the kickoff weekend, you know, uh, the goal is to continue to improve on that and, and make sure we get invited every year to that event. Tell me about some of the the players on your team, uh, who are you excited about when you watch, when you watch them play? Um, actually, I'm excited about all my players. I have yeah. seven <laughs> players and, and it's been great getting to know all of them. Um, they're, um, we're all from, they're, they're all from different countries around the world as well. So learning about different cultures and, and the way they are and who they are has been a great experience for me and, and them learning from me as well. Uh, one standout player that I've mentioned um, a few times over the fall has been um, Lydia Burroughs. She's from Yorkshire. You know, she's not the flashiest player, but, but she's awesome. You know, mm -hmm. she, she, she's crafty. She's very precise. She's very accurate. And she's a really tough player to compete against. And, and over the fall, she's put up some really good um, results against some great players. She's a really great, great um, uh, person to watch and very exciting to see. So I'm excited about this year and seeing all the players kind of grow and, and continue to get better and see if we can get some really good results in the conference as well. That's terrific. And Jimmy, I know you recruit internationally as well. I, I follow you on Facebook. I see you hopping around from place to place. I know we can't talk about uh, recruiting opportunities because I don't want to get you in trouble, but I've heard you at least express generically 
some excitement about the exposure MTSU has internationally and, and some folks that are taking a uh, closer look at us. Yeah, you know, um, we've kind of got a interesting mix of players as well, like Coach Teo, um, but where the recent addition we're really excited about is, is we've added, recently added the number one player in the state of Tennessee, uh, and he's enrolled uh, last month in January. Um, and so he's just kind of getting his feet wet and getting used to the, the new the new culture and new team and, and new school and everything. So, but uh, throwing him in the mix and now having some strong uh, player a strong player from Tennessee to join the uh, international mix has been has, has been exciting. And let's give him a shout out by name. Yeah, Sean Presson. Yeah, Sean Presson. <laughs> uh, Sean Presson from Knoxville. Uh, just started in January and and you know taking it day by day and um, you know. I think he's going to really help uh, the, the team this season. You know, I, I, this is for the both of you. I think there's an excitement in Murfreesboro about your, your teams, and it's evident from the fact that the city of Murfreesboro partnered with the university to build the Adams Tennis Center. Uh, Mr. Adams, of course, a member of our board of trustees. We're very, very proud of the investment he and his family made. But talk about the, the, the role the facility had in your decision coming here and, and how you play out there. Um, the facility is really great, and, and especially both of us, we can practice at the same time. We sometimes have dual matches at the same time. And that's a big plus. And not a lot of programs have that. You know, some of them don't even have facilities, you know, very close to their campus. They have to travel, you know, 30 minutes, an hour away. Uh, and, and, and so we have that luxury here. And that's really a big plus um, to, to our program, especially when we're recruiting and also just for student athlete experience. It really helps our students have a great time here. Jimmy, it's home to you, right? Yeah, I mean, basically, you know, thanks to the Adams family, the Adams Tennis Complex has become, you know, the hub for tennis. You know, when we're arriving to the courts, there, uh, there's ladies and men coming off the courts, and we always say hello, and we have interaction, and they know how we're doing, and every tennis player in the Murfreesboro area and, you know, Middle Tennessee area, they, they've played and they've been to the Adams Tennis Complex, and it's just built relationships that has resulted in us having home crowds and 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 support and uh, financial support and donors, and it's it's just been a great snowball effect, and it's just continuing to grow and get better and better. Mm -hmm. I think there's an aspirational element in watching your teams play because you think, man, if I got good enough, maybe I could get somewhat like that. But, but talk about how that accessibility to tennis and, and how it's really kind of a lifelong passion for so many that you've dealt with, or your former students and fans and everybody. Yeah, you know, um, I'm I'm constantly trying to to go get into the schools. You know, actually, we we went uh, in middle of January or so. We went we've gone to a couple of the schools. Went to the Discovery School, uh, St. Rose Academy, a couple of the other public schools, and we we do what we call a PE takeover. Mm. And I'm trying to instill in them that hey, you know, you can play tennis, and we've got different ways that you can get involved and and start to get into the sport and play the game for your whole life. I mean, I'm 39 years old and I still love to play. We were talking before the show, that's a big belief in you to try to bring the sport to as many people as you can, get it down in the lower ages so that they can be lifelong fans. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, it, it, sometimes you just need that one person to make that lasting impact on a player and, and, and have them decide, ah, I can do this. And so with the, with the team being at Adams and, and being in the community, they, we have that chance of inspiring um, young people and, and sometimes older people to get back into the sport that they once played. Well, Coach, welcome to campus. Coach, have another great season. Both of y'all have a great season, and thanks for joining me on Out of the Blue. Thank you. And this does wrap up another edition of Out of the Blue. 
You can find more stories and videos about the campus 24 hours a day by visiting our website, mtsunews.com. If you haven't been to the site in a bit, check it out. It's been revamped and redesigned with additional content from MTSU Magazine and all of our other publications. We also invite you to follow MTSU on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for additional special content. I'm Andrew Oppmann, and I hope you will always remain true blue. Thank you, Coach. Thank you, Coach. Out of the Blue is broadcast on Murfreesboro Cable Channel 9, Monday through Sunday, 7 a.m. and 7.30 p.m. News Channel 5 Plus and MTSU student station, MT10. It's also available on other cable outlets in Middle Tennessee, so check your local listings. Out of the Blue is a production of MTSU's Division of Marketing and Communications and MTSU Audiovisual Services in the College of Education. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved.